This episode is brought to you by HP Instant Ink. No one is reading your mind, but HP Instant Ink knows when your printer is running low and sends new cartridges before you run out. So you never have to think about ink. For details, visit hp.com slash instant ink Spotify. Conditions apply. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Signals from the Frontline. Every Monday and Friday video cast live on Twitch. Not live on YouTube, but you can also watch us. See our beautiful faces. The tubes. And the tubers. Wonder, can you live stream on both at the same time? Oh my god, we could do Facebook and Facebook, live. all three. Why are going we going at once? That? That's why they pay you the big bucks. That's Boom. why Frankie's the COO, because he is up in those operations. The coup, it's a coup. The coup. Watch out. Well, it's better than the do. The doer. The doer. Jay, if you see uh, the dog, dog the doer. Dog the doer. His the acronym for his title, his job title is D O O. I just wish we could put another. D-O-O in there. The doo-doo. The doo-doo. <laughs> oh, yeah, 36 years old, still laughing at poop jokes. Jesus. Some things never change. But uh, welcome to the show. We hope you enjoy it. Uh, obviously, if you are watching us on YouTube, uh, we appreciate it. Make sure to like and subscribe to the channel. Or if you're listening to us on iTunes, we hope you enjoy it very much. Episode 520. We've been doing this for a little bit of time. 520 episodes to be exact. That's what I said. Nailed it. That's the that, that's the Boom. coup in action, baby. <laughs> so we have a bunch to talk about today. There's a couple of uh, new releases that people are very excited about. Uh, primarily, uh, Shadow War Armageddon. This is a reboxing of what used to be called Necromunda, which was a game of gang on gang combat. It's a little more than a reboxing. But it's a reimagining. The rules are the, literally the exact same. It's just the, the, the only difference is that instead of gangs of hivers, you have like special forces teams of 40K units. So pretty cool. It's set uh, during the, the Battle for Armageddon, um, which is one of the coolest kind of events in the 40K universe. Yeah, Bruce Outside. Willis was in that one, I think. Uh, yes. Um, he fights German orcs, and he says, yippee Kaye. Mo-fo. No, and then it, yeah. And then he blows up a asteroid, I think. He does. He does. It's the, and, the, uh, the Takanaki the ta- asteroid. Takanaki remember, remember that was the name of the building? Someone will correct me, I'm sure. But uh, it takes place, it's like a covert ops mission um, during the Battle for Armageddon. The box comes with a team of scouts and a unit of boys, orc boys. And the cool thing is, is each guy in the unit is unique. They can level up, um, you can buy them gear, they get hurt, they can die, uh, you have to replace them. Uh, and then the guys that come in aren't as experienced. It's, it's really fun. Um, the rules are second edition 40K. So for those of you who've been playing the game for a long time, like me, it's a kind of nostalgic. You feel like you're going back in time. I was like, oh yeah, because I, I forgot some of this stuff. Like um, your pistol has like short range and long range. Well, all weapons have short range and long range. Some of them are better at short range or better at long range or, or neither. Um, like a sniper rifle is minus one to hit at short range. Um, but a pistol is usually plus one to hit at short range. Yeah. Really fun stuff. Uh, there's armor modifiers. Um, and I think this is like the perfect game for those rules because those rules are so complex. Yes. But you only have like five to ten models on the table. Except for the orcs. Orcs, I think, you can get up to like 20. Yeah, they're, they're just, it's just fun, right? And like, yeah. Frank, you made a great point. 
Second edition sucked as a game played at 2,000 points. Yeah. Because I know you, you, those of you listening to this have probably heard us say this before, but uh, I would play a game of 4th uh, Ed, I'm sorry, 2nd Ed, with my friends. We sometimes wouldn't finish a four-turn game in a day. No, it'd take like two days. Yeah, yeah. It, it was literally four or five hours <laughs> to play a four-turn game with 30 models. It's so crazy. Yeah, it, I mean, the game was cool and it was very imaginative, and there was like all these crazy things that could happen, like... You throw a radiation grenade, and then you leave a marker on the table, and every turn it pulses, and how far does it go? Oh, it hit my guy, and now I consult yeah. another chart. Oh, he got sick. Oh, what happens? Oh, he runs in a random direction. And like, re- like resolving the pre-turn phase with random effects took like 30 minutes. Yeah, I love the virus bomb that happened before the game started, and if you were orcs, like you lost like half your yeah, army. If you, didn't have, uh, <laughs> if you didn't have environmentally sealed armor... Like, yeah. half your army died. Yeah, you're like, oh, cool. You're like, oh, that was fun, I guess. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. I played Astro Military, or I played Imperial Guard, even back then, that was one of my favorite armies. And uh, my buddy and I would play, and I was like, oh, I got Virus Bomb. Cool. He's like, my Space Marines are fine. I'm like, that's nice. Yeah, half yeah. my army dead. <laughs> Excellent. But uh, the, the game looks really, really cool. One of the things I thought was super fun is that, uh, so you get your basic team, right? Like, a mm-hmm. uh, team of scouts, or a team of veteran Astro Military, or a team of boys. And then you get um, you can get special operatives yeah. that join you for a mission, and it's like um, it's like a Terminator. Yeah, a yeah. Terminator, or it's like one guy. Yep. He's not a part of your team, but he'll join you. You pay you pay for it. Yep. And the Terminator armor is old school Terminator armor, where it's a three it's a three up save on two d six. Yeah. So the only way to fail is to roll snake eyes, except you apply armor modifiers. Most things are like minus one, um, and then you can get up to a last cannon, which is like minus six. Yeah. So, but even then, it's only a nine. You have to roll a ten or better, which you still have a decent chance. It's basically like a, uh, it's like it's kind of like a five-up save. Yeah. So, it's pretty cool. I I I, I dig it a lot. Astro Militarum, you can get an Ogren, which. Awesome. Yeah, baby. In no. this game, they'd actually be good. It sounds awesome. There's like special like abilities guys can get like grenade like defense or something where they'll like catch a grenade and like throw it away. Yeah. So like so somebody will throw a grenade at you. You're like no. Get out of here. <laughs> it's it's super funny. You can yeah. pin you can pin people by like suppressive fire, so you can make someone yeah. like kind of like go to ground. And they can't really do a lot. Um, there's guys you have to take your your basically your morale checks where you guys can run away, but when they run away, they like literally run away. They like leave the table. Yeah. <laughs> like no, come back. But um, it's pretty amazing. There's like some new models in there. Yes. The scouts look sick. There's some really really cool stuff in here. The game looks like it'd be a lot of fun. Obviously, the terrain is yeah. what a lot of people are excited about. It's pretty incredible. I think you're going to be seeing this on a lot of tables. Uh, it's really amazing terrain. It's modular. You could stack it up. Like, there's pictures of, like, 10-story hives that they make in here. Yeah. It's really, really cool. I think it's going to be very popular. It's actually way more popular than uh, any of us, including Games Workshop, expected because it sold out in, like, an hour. Pretty fast. Yeah. So, we have a waiting list. Uh, everyone, I, everyone sold out. You might be able to find it. Some local game store might have, uh, might be sitting on one or two, but... Uh, we have a pretty long wait list. If you do want to get one, please email in to orders at frontlinegaming.org and we will do our best. Yep. Uh, we're trying to get more, but um, it looks like GW underestimated the popularity of this release. But we'll just kind of show some of the sprues. Like, like these buildings are beefy, man. Like these are really cool. I'm excited to see these on the tabletop because a lot of people kind of like default to Games Workshop terrain because it's, it's ubiquitous, it's easy to get. Yeah. Um, and this is really going to mix things up for a lot of people. 
Although you could get ITC terrain, which, you know, it's what? pretty badass. Way cooler. But yeah, you can do a lot with this. Like, you could build, people can get really creative. I'm Big excited. Skulls. I'm excited. Well, you have to have skulls in the 41st millennium, dude. Spikes and skulls? There's not enough skulls, I don't think. Yeah, I mean, there's just, there's a ton of terrain that comes in this thing. Like, the box is basically full of it. So, um, take a look at that. It looks like it's going to be a lot of fun. Get together your, your gang or your squad and, uh, let us know how it goes. I think it's going to yeah. be a fun game to play. And they have, uh, I believe they have PDFs for the rest of the armies that they're releasing, or they're in the White Dwarfs. Um, the the, I, the PDFs are on their website. Them. Yeah, yeah. So. so you could play Skatari, Tau, Eldar, Dark Eldar. Um, orcs. Orcs, they're in the, the box. Obviously, there's Space Marines, there's Death Watch, which is like perfect for this. Yes. Um, it looks really cool. Definitely, I think that this is going to be very popular. I'm actually surprised that it sold out as quick as it did. I didn't expect that. Yeah. But um, obviously, there's a big demand for it. It's a great way to like introduce people to the game too, because it's such a small investment. Like you buy a box of guys, and that's your team. Yeah. And you can really customize each dude. Yeah. Uh, I think it'd be a lot of fun. When you buy a tactical box or whatever, you're like, oh, this is my team. Cool. Yeah. This would be fun. Yeah. Like you buy a <laughs> box of scouts, and you're like, I've got my whole team. Yep. So, Friggy, if you were to play, what faction would you play? I'm going to be playing with Pascal, actually, I think, this week. And I'm going to be playing uh, Dark Eldar. So, it's a witch team. Yeah, it's a Dark witches, Eldar, yeah. Which is kind of like, I was, I understand why, but I would rather have made warriors. Yeah. But, yeah. but it's um, cool. I'm torn. Like, I really like, like, as you know, like, one of my favorite units in the game are scouts. Yeah. I love Space Marine scouts. But I would also really enjoy making a team of uh, Katachan veterans. Like, I just I would have so much fun with that. I'm sure they'll release plenty more. Uh, factions here in the future. So. Well, no, the Ashmill Tim already in it. I'm just saying, like, I'm torn between making a unit of badass scouts oh, or Catachans. Like, I would be like, maybe just do both. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it looks like a really fun game. Um, if you and Pascal play, I'll probably jump in too because I already have a unit. I could just grab scouts or Catachans and I'd be ready to go. Yeah. So. I, it, it sounds like a lot of fun. I mean, the guys used to come in and play a Mordheim, which is pretty similar. Yeah. And they would just have a blast. Like, <laughs> Guys are getting thrown into like slave pits and stuff, like losing arms and eyes and stuff. You're like, jeez, Necromoon is the same way. Yeah. I can go lame and blind in an eye. He's like, but yeah. you know, hanging in there. Still an old badass. Yeah, so. just just trying to hang in there. Uh, another new release from Games Workshop for Age of Sigmar. We have uh, Blades of Corn. This is a new battle tome for Chaos, obviously for Corn Faction. It brings together um, all of the various. Well, it's not actually not all of them. It doesn't include Slaves of Darkness, but it does have. Uh, Corn Bloodbound and Corn Demons in one book. This, if you are an Age of Sigmar player, uh, this is an awesome release. It follows the pattern of Disciples of Zinch. Um, I did an overview that's up on FrontlineGaming.org, so we won't like do a comp like, comprehensive review of this. We'll dig a lot more into it on the Ninth Realm, which is our Age of Sigmar podcast. But uh, to give you kind of an idea of what's going on in Blades of Corn, uh, the the new and exciting mechanic in it is Blood Tithe. It's just like. Uh, KDK, it's almost the exact same um, rule. Basically, anytime a unit dies, yours or your opponent's, you get Blood Tithe. The Blood Tithe lets you do awesome stuff. Like, um, you can expend Blood Tithe in Eero, either hero phase. Yep. So you can like make it one of your guys attack in your opponent's hero phase, which is really, really powerful. Like, you're stuck in, he wins the initiative, you're like, oh, dang it. Well, Bloodthirster's going to attack anyway. <laughs> F this. So crazy. It's so good. And then uh, the one that I liked the most was you could expend two Blood Tithe and automatically unbind uh, an, your opponent's spell anywhere on the table. Yep. So for those of you who aren't familiar with uh, Age of Sigmar, that is... Like, imagine if somebody was like, oh, invisibility, and you're like, denied. 
So they're Automatically. like, shit. <laughs> That's so good. Yep. So good. Like the, the spells in this game are not as overpowering as they are in, in 40k, but they're still really good. There's some like a gaunt summoner who can like kill half a unit. And you're just like, nope. Sorry, Charlie. It, it could really change the flow of the game. Um, there's like 22 new battalions. A battalion is the same thing as a formation. Yeah. Um, but you pay points for them. Excellent. Hmm. Weird. Yeah, the better they are, the more points they cost. So uh, there's all kinds of crazy, really, really cool special rules. Some of the battalions that I like the most, there's one that um, the Gore Thunder Battalion. It's a three to eight um, school cannons and then a Blood Throne, which is the uh, Corn Chariot. And every hero phase, uh, D3 uh, um, school cannons can shoot in the hero phase. That's pretty cool. Yeah. So basically, you like you get at least one extra shot out of your artillery, which, again, in this game, that's extremely powerful. Yeah. Right? Like, it's like being able to shoot... Um, uh, Lehman Russ uh, twice in a turn, which but better because you know the Lehman Russ isn't very good right now. <laughs> so, <laughs> not a great comparison. Yeah, well, I was just off the cuff. Hey, what can I say? Um, another couple of battalions that I think are worth mentioning. They're a lot of fun. There's one that lets everybody in the battalion, and it, it's it's a, a battalion of battalions, which is like the Decurion style detachments. Every guy in it can move two d six inches in the hero phase, which is bananas. Yeah, there's quite a few armies like that. Like, Destruction gets these extra moves in the hero phase and stuff. And those armies are just so fast. So. And Destruction only goes D6. Yeah. This is 2D6 for a melee army. Yep. It's extremely powerful. So it really gives them... Because um, a lot of times, if you play against a good shooting army, you can get really mauled. This means that if you deploy correctly and your opponent deploys poorly, your whole army could potentially charge on the first turn. Which is, you know, pretty good. Pretty good. Pretty good. Uh, all pretty kinds good of fun stuff. Yeah, then one of the other fun ones, there's one with a, a Slaughter Priest and a bunch of Blood Reavers, and they're immune to Battleshock as long as he's alive, which is you're fearless. <laughs> so good. Um, yeah, really, really fun ones in there. And then there's another one, too, that lets uh, Slaughter Priests re-roll uh, failed uh, prayers. Yeah. And uh, it gives them, they give an increased uh, radius to the Blood Secretors, uh, range so you banner. can get like up to 36 inch range for his banner that's super good because that's the problem with his banner is it's only like 18 inch yep. range so you can't really place it in your first turn because nobody's going to be near you and you're like dang it yeah and, so. and what his banner does is that everyone in the radius gets plus one attack and is immune to battle shock which is like insanely good yep. so you can move you could get him to move in the hero phase like before he plants the banner so you could like scoot him forward plant it and then you're covering most of the table yeah it's extremely good so Highly recommend it. Um, if you're a corn player, it gives you so many different ways to play your army. Tons of fun stuff in here. The art is incredible. Yeah. Um, de definitely recommend this. Definitely, definitely recommend it. Uh, we were at a tournament this past weekend, and there was a corn player, and, and he was kind of having a little rough go of it, and we were like, next week it won't be that bad. There were a couple corn players. Uh, Jason was there too. Oh, God. Let's talk about, old, let's talk about the old raw dog. He is the only guy on the team that brought home an award. That's true. For last place. He got that spoon, baby. Like a boss. <laughs> Own three. Like a champion. We Team Zero Comp did not do that good at this tournament. To be fair. I got sixth. Frankie went two and one. Uh, you know what? We might as well talk about it since we already segued over to it. Um, we went to a really fun Age of Sigmar tournament. Thanks to Scott, co-host of the Ninth Realm. He ran it. Yep. Uh, there was 20? 20, 20? I think there were 20 players. Yeah. 20 players that showed up, which is a really good turnout. Um, it was at At Ease Game Store, which is here in San Diego. It's like a half hour north of us. 
Real, that was my first time going there. That was an awesome store. Oh yeah, it's amazing. They just added a bar, and it's it's incredible. Yeah, it's really nice. It, I mean, obviously yeah. you should come in front of the gaming, duh. But you should also go check out Addie's because that is a really cool store. It's got a it's got a pub. Oh, it's a brewery. Yeah. Attached to a game store. What they did is they there was a brewery and a game store, and then they, they joined together, and they did some construction to like conjoin everything. So. You can go over and we're playing in the uh, tournament, and then you're just like, "Hey, dude, you to your opponent, you like, you want a beer?" And it's like all these they're really good microbrews. Yep. Um, it's a it's a big, clean, beautiful store, right? Yeah, it's super nice. Ron is a buddy of ours, the owner, and I, I have to give give credit where it's due. Oh yeah. They, they've built a pretty they've built a, a game store to be proud of. Yep. It's definitely. pretty pretty freaking awesome. But uh, we played, had a lot of fun. Uh, Frankie, why don't since you out of the team zero comp, you did the best, uh, and you were playing with dwarves, which a lot of people think are underpowered. What well, they are. They are underpowered. They are underpowered. But Frankie almost won the tournament. Um, you only lost to the guy that won. So why don't you talk about uh, what your tournament experience first because you did the best. Oh, uh, yeah. It was, it was a lot of fun. I mean, every game was over, like, I think, like an hour early. Age of Sigmar games are so, so fast, fast, which is, as you guys have heard, I love that. Um, but, no, it was a lot of fun. I played some really savage lists. There were a lot of Thunder Tusks. Yes. Which are uh, so good, pretty powerful in Age of Sigmar, and, what, um, and it's an amazing though? model. So for uh, the people that don't know, what, it's which... like an ogre riding a big old mammoth. Yeah. So it's really amazing, and the damage output on it is ridiculous, and they're really fast because they're destruction. So uh, I played two of those. The last one I actually lost to, and then I played a guy that was playing. Uh, actually, no, I played three. All three of my opponents. Were these Claw Raiders? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's so funny. Yeah, yeah. So all three of them. The second guy had uh, Savage Orcs, which are really good too. Um, they have these archers that shoot like three times. The cunning rock. Yeah, and they oh. shoot in the hero phase and in the shooting phase, so it's brutal. Their damage output is ridiculous. Um, but no, it was a lot of fun. Really fun, nice guys. Um, everybody was pretty laid back. Like if you forgot to do something, they're like, "Oh yeah, go ahead." It was it was pretty cool. It was a great time. A uh, fun event. The armies are beautiful. So. Yeah, I'll definitely be playing more just Sigmar tournaments. So, well, how did it go in the last game? Because uh, I played the same person you did, and he uh, he stole victory from the jaws of defeat when we when yeah. we played. He's very good. the The mission was definitely in his favor. The three points in the middle of the table because yeah. he's an assault army and I'm a shooting army. And I was like, shoot. So I shot him off of one objective, which was pretty good. But then he just had all three of his guys on the center objective, and those were the two that I was going to go after. And then he had a unit come over on the left flank and grab an objective for all the turns. And I was just like, uh-oh. And then he won the initiative on one turn that he really needed it and went up on enough points to where I couldn't catch him. Yeah. And I was like, oh, no, that's good. <laughs> that's game. Yeah, and Frankie, so. Frankie's army and my army are actually really similar. He's, you've got a bunch of cannons, a bunch of uh, shooting units. Yep. And then you've got some fire slayers for melee and for battle line to go grab objectives. No tax. Um, yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, once they go down in points, though, that's going to help you a lot. And we yeah. know that's coming in the second edition of the uh, General's Handbook, yep. which the for those of you who don't know, you've probably heard us talk about it, but uh, the General's Handbook basically is what fixed Age of Sigmar from, a certain, from our perspective. Yeah. And uh, they're going to update it on an annual basis to uh, adjust points. And they're basically listening to community feedback. Yeah. So it's like, uh, Fire Slayers, uh, they're largely overpriced. Oh, yeah. And so they're going to lower the price on them in response to player feedback. Now, looking at what they were saying with some of the cool stuff from um, 40K at Adepticon, mm -hmm. it sounds like that might be something that we could hope for with 40K, which would be freaking awesome. Because think about a lot of these units that are just 
so overpriced or underpriced. Like the Wraith Knight needs to go up like two or 300 points. Everybody knows that. Yeah. But we've suffered with it for years. Whereas if they had something, a mechanic like this, wouldn't it be cool? If they're like, okay, we goofed on the Wraith Knight. Now it's what it should cost. And you only have to go through it for a year. Yeah. And what they're doing too in, his, in a lot of these codexes, they're actually like changing points yep. and stats. So like a unit will suck and then they'll release one of these books and now it's pretty good and you're like yeah. sweet cool and i would love to see that come over to 40k because like 40k is so crazy right now it would be really awesome yeah. to have that like a good example of the savage orcs in the index they're not good yeah. and then in their book in the savage orc battle tome they all got an extra wound imagine if your whole army doubled in one. <laughs> well not not doubled necessarily but all your basic guys doubled all your cavalry go up one your characters go up one it was like oh wow yeah and then they gave them some battalions and all of a sudden savage orcs are amazing the cunning ruck is ridiculous yep um, but yeah, I mean, and that's the one thing with Age of Sigmar is like everything is ridiculous, right? Like, which is which makes it fun. It's crazy. Like uh, my the guy with the Savage Orcs, like he's shooting you with like two hundred shots every turn, and it doesn't sound like like they don't have any rend or anything like that. They don't hit on anything special, but it's a lot of shots. So your guys are like dying, and you're like, oh geez. And then like the uh, the Thunder Tusks will charge into a unit and kill like twenty guys. Yeah. You're like good God. And they move like thirty inches in a turn. So you're like, wow, these things are fast. Yeah. And then there's like Nagash that goes like invincible for a turn. You're like, oh my goodness. So like everything is like really really crazy, but it's what makes it fun and fast. So, yeah. It, yeah. It takes a little bit while to get used to it. Like the, it took us like ten games to like Age of Sigma, but now the whole studio, everyone loves it. We're playing. That is definitely the game we're playing the most right now is, is Age of Sigmar. Um, I just I can't say enough good things about it. Once you get used to the power level and the speed of the game, it's so much fun. Like like you said, all my games were over at least an hour early. Yeah. At least an hour early. Like in Adepticon 2, every single one of my games was 60 to 90 minutes ahead of schedule. Yep. Uh, the game just goes so quick. It reminds me of playing 5th Ed 40K where, yeah. the, where tournaments were like, you could do four rounds in a day in the same amount of time it takes to do three now. Yeah, and what a lot of people, I saw it in the chat just now, is like when you don't have rules arguments or rules debates, there is no rules debates. It's like very straightforward. Yeah. And if there is a question, it's like one question a game. And it's like really easy and it's to really figure simple, it out. Yeah. Like, and then the judge just yeah. makes a call. And it's always based on like, there's a rational rule. Like, you're like, oh, okay, that makes sense. It's not, it doesn't feel like some weird arbitrary thing. No, like I didn't see any rules arguments or anything at this event. And like, that's crazy. And that's one of the things that really speeds up the game because you don't have all these questions or, oh, is this the, that rule or anything like that? Because there's a lot less rules in the game. And like each unit has their rule, but it's on their battle tone. So yeah. you can like look at it and you're like, oh, there it is. Yeah, like so. the, game, the game is not less complex. Like there's less complexity, but it's, they got rid of like the needless complexity. Yeah. Right? Like no blast templates, no flamers. That speeds the game up so much and you don't lose anything. Yep. I, I feel like like all that did was speed things up and it, all you did was gain things like Battleshock because that was one of the things that the GW said that they might do for 40k is a similar mechanic and everyone like freaks out because change is scary I get it but the thing is is like in Age of Sigmar the Battleshock rule saves so much time it's like okay I, I took some casualties I roll a die uh, I, but total is 8 my bravery is uh, 7 one guy runs away I pull a model off there's no falling back there's no rallying there's no no escape. Like all these like pages and pages of rules just got cut out, and the game is just faster and more fun as a result. Yeah, they just simplified the the rule. Like it's one rule, and then a guy leaves, or, or nothing don't. happens. Like that's it. Yeah. So. Like oh, four, five guys ran away. Yeah. And it becomes just like a tactic in the game. Like when I was I played uh, the guy Sam who beat you yeah. uh, in the finals. I played my free people, um, 
that was one of the key things I was doing. I was like, he had units of 40 goblins. I would kill 12 and then another like 10 would run away. Yeah, that's, that's what I did too. My cannons would just hit them, kill like 14, 15, and then like another 10 would run away. And you're yep. like, all right. <laughs> but then it's like, that's it. Like you don't have to goof around. You don't have to fall back, yeah. rally. Oh, I rolled. Do I keep running away? Like, that, not that that's like bad. It's, it's kind of cinematic, but it, it's not like, I don't feel like I'm missing anything by not having yeah. that. I mean, I think the only thing that I miss is like, you would kill like 14 guys in like an orc unit or something like that. And then they would break off of an objective and you're like, yes, I did it. In Age of Sigmar, you actually have to kill every single guy that's on that objective. Otherwise, you don't get that objective. Which, I mean, like, dang it. There's pros and cons, but I, like, yeah. I actually like that because then if you have low bravery, it doesn't become such a liability. Like, yeah. in competitive 40K, what army is not fearless? Like, the only one I can think of that's highly competitive is Eldar. Yeah. And that's it. Everyone else is, it just ignores morale. It's stupid. But like, well, for a lot of the Eldar guys, they ignore morale anyways. Like, yes. The uh, warp spiders. They're like, nah, yeah. we pass. And like, <laughs> in 40k, the best units are ones that ignore a part of the game, yep. which is not really fair. In Age of Sigmar, no one is just like natively immune to Battleshock that I can think of. Maybe there is a couple units. You have to combo something to get it, yeah. or you have to use a, an ability to get it. Um, and I, I think it's just a better game mechanic. Anyway, um, I played my free people. As some of you know, I, I unintentionally cheated. Uh, well, I guess at Adepticon, I guess it was fine. My list got approved. Uh, if the judge just missed it, I feel bad, but yeah. uh, it was an honest mistake. I used a battalion that's in the General's Handbook and has points, but apparently in an FAQ, uh, it's no longer usable. So I had to change my army. I used um, uh, Luan, Luan Kor, I think I'm saying his name right, the King of the Bretonians. Yeah. He also has the Free People's keyword. And uh, thanks to actually on the, um, some of the comment section on my article on my Adepticon experience, they suggested that. So I used him. He, uh, he's like a knight writing a hippogriff, and he makes my whole army immune to Battleshock. Yeah. But he's 400 points, and he does not hit like a 400-point model, and he does not have like the stats of a 400-point model. He, um, but he makes your whole army fearless. <laughs> he makes your whole army immune to Battleshock. <laughs> but, like, but like we were talking about, like it really did not come into play that frequently. I don't think I'm going to use him again. He, um, he, he does not hit very hard. So he's like, like he, he was okay. Yeah. He, he, if he was a 300 point, or if he was 350, I would say like, yeah, I'd use him a lot. But yeah. only 10 wounds in that game, you die pretty quick. Oh, yeah. 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 Well, plus you can use the ability to go immune to Battleshock on one unit anyway. So you can be like, these guys are immune. Yeah, every general in the game has inspiring presence. So it's like, I don't know if I'd use him again, but like, uh, I had a really fun time. I had a really good experience. Yeah. Uh, my first opponent, I played Death. Uh, it was three places of power, which is usually tough for me. Leon, Luancor, that was his like all-star moment. Yeah. Um, my opponent just made a mistake. He left a couple of his characters in range of, of my shooting. So I was able to pick off two of his characters like really quickly, and then he, there was, he couldn't recover. Brutal. Yeah, and then his zombie dragon punked Luancor. Well, yeah, it's a zombie dragon. Dude, right? I, was, I so got him does. down to four wounds. I was like, oh, I got this. Yeah, I got a freaking Thunder Tusk down to three wounds, charged it with all my guys with, like, Ren 3, and I was like, eh. And I got him down to one wound, and then he swings back and kills, like, 16 guys. I was like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I guess you don't get that bad <laughs> once you go down to no, one the, wound. No, the stone horns barely go down. I was like, good God. <laughs> so I, I played uh, Beast Squad Raiders. It's kind of like a quote-unquote net list. It's 100 Night Goblins with Fanatics, and then two stone horns and a Thunder Tusk. Uh, really extremely powerful army. Yeah. But I play against it a lot, so I knew exactly what to do. 
And uh, my I straight up killed both Stonehorns on turn two. Just straight up one round blast. I'm surprised I got in range of that. Like, he had to. He didn't have a choice. Yeah. Because my because I outranged him, so I could just sit there and just blast him. Yeah. And my opponent was like, "Damn!" I was like, "Yeah, the free people <laughs> pack heat, dude." Oh yeah. But um, I have to give it to him. Like I was I was beating him handily. Like by turn three, all the Beast Claw Raiders were dead, and uh, he was down at like I think half of his goblins. Yeah. Um, but uh, my opponent kept his composure. Really, really smart dude. He won the initiative roll every single turn, which is like a 6.25% chance of that happening. If I won the initiative one time, I w- it would have been like it's... I may not have tabled him, but it would have damn near been a tabling. But um, I have to give it to him on turn four. He saw like he was going to lose quite badly. But um, he won the initiative. He gave me the top of the turn so he could get the bottom of the turn. Runs a unit of goblins from the back of the table, gets a good destruction roll, gets a good run roll. Then he wins the initiative roll again, gets and then he gives himself the double turn on top of five, and runs onto my objective. And then he had another unit of goblins run around Leoncore and go far enough to just barely get onto my objective. And on that mission, if you hold all four objectives at the same time, the game ends and you win. Yeah. So. Yeah. And, I, and I saw what he was doing on turn four, and I was like. I have to win the initiative. We tied five times. And on the sixth time, he got it, and I was like, no. I was like, if he makes the charge, that's game, and he did. I was like, son of a bitch. Um, But yeah, if I would have gotten the bottom of the turn, he would have had maybe like 10 goblins left. Yeah. I was like, but you know what? Hey, good for him. And like we were talking about, like that's, I was definitely not happy when that happened, but it makes the mission exciting. Like it gave him a path to win when he was getting stomped. Yeah, it gave him a chance to actually win the game. And if he's smart and you're lucky, you can pull a victory out. Uh, you can pull it out of your hat, which wasn't fun for me, but it makes for a really cool, exciting game. Yeah. Uh, and then round three, I played a dirty Zinch list. Really awesome opponent, but um, I understand now why the Bailwind Vortex is banned in so many events. Zinch is just so good. Zinch is so the good. Zinch with the book is just so good. They're so good, but like, if you didn't have that dumb Bailwind Vortex, like, it, like that would have been a completely normal game. But the Bailwind Vortex, you summon it, and then you can. It doubles the range of your spells, gives you plus one to hit. But the really the thing that's really like not fun about it is that you literally can't attack the guy in melee. That's why a lot of events ban it. Because yeah, you put a wizard on it and he's immune to, to, to combat yeah. and a lot of armies don't have shooting. There are there are some armies that literally have no shooting abilities. Yeah. And you're like, oh <laughs> well, I can't hurt you. Yeah. Like, cool. But it was uh, we had a really it was a very tactically challenging game. He had been annihilating people. Like he did he basically killed Raw Dogger on the first turn. <laughs> um, and it was a really fun game. He, yeah. he played well. If I failed two short charges, if I would have made it, I not necessarily would have won, but I could have won. Yeah. And I failed a, a six inch and a four inch charge. I was like, well, that was game. And like, just like you, he had so many points I couldn't catch up. So yeah. I was like, yeah, that is the downside. So I only went one and two, but <laughs> both games I was like so close. And like we always say in Sigmar, when you lose, you, it's not, you always just see how you could have won. Yeah. You never lose because a guy had an invincible Death Star that had a 99% damage reduction, and you're like, well, no, I can't hurt you. It's like some guy got lucky and got like a double turn right when he needed it. Or he made a good move, yeah. something like that. So anyway, we had a great time. Thanks to Scott for running it. Thanks for Addies to hosting it. Thanks to all of our awesome opponents. Yep. Had a really good time, even when I got a little salty. <laughs> the Risa Coaster. Uh, I know, it was, it was strong in the third game. Yeah. I walked by, I was like, ooh, the coaster's starting. You're like, shut up. <laughs> like, what right. other people were like, is this what that is? I was like, God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I was like, man, I got to keep my composure. Uh, anyway, enough Age of Sigmar. Let's come back to 40K. 
amazing new releases from Forge World. These uh, Thousand Suns, Contemptor Dreadnought, and Psyker Automatas are awesome. These things are so sick. These, dude, these make me like want to start a Thousand Suns army, especially oh, with all the yeah. new plastics and Magnus. Dude, I hope they do this for dude. Nurgle because Nurgle is my boy. Well, they were they were teasing it. it. They were teasing it at Adepticon. It looks like there might be some new Nurgle stuff on the way. I can't wait. Yes. I know because you're a big Nurgle player. Yeah. Um, Dude, they look so, so cool. awesome. <laughs> so awesome. Um, make sure to grab these if uh, they tickle your fancy. Yep. Uh, also, in other news, uh, Privateer Press has released what is supposed to be replacing the Press Ganger program, kind of, mm. kind of. It's called CID. It's Community Integrated Development. And okay. this, this is the future of game design, in my opinion. So they just came up with a new faction called the Grimkin. Yep. I think they look really, really stupid, personally, but that's who cares, right? That's just, I'm, that's just my opinion. Yeah. They're based off of the tales Grim, like Grimm's fairy tales, but the real versions that are dark and horrifying, yes. not the Disney versions. Yep. And uh, to me, I, I just don't like the aesthetic, but who cares? The point is, is that they're developing the points and adjusting the rules based on community feedback. Jeez Louise. That is, that's huge. That, and that, to me, this is the future of game design, right? It's yeah. basically what we did with the ITC, right? Kind of. Kinda, it's a similar yeah. vein. <laughs> what in the, <laughs> the next world news story is amazing. Is that? So I'm really excited for this because they're now rolling it out like the community is going to give them feedback to design um, the Steamroller tournament format. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, so they're basically saying, hey guys, what do you want? Like, it just, it, this just makes sense. Yeah. Right, it was like exactly what we did with the ITC. Not that they copied us or anything. Not even trying to imply that. No. But it, it works. It yeah. works. And it, it's like there's all this data that shows if you take a large group of people and ask for a general consensus on the way something should be, more often than not, the wisdom of the the crowd is right. Yeah. Right. Like, should this unit be pointed at fifty or eighty points? Just making something up. And you ask like five thousand people. And like 4,000 of them say it should be 80. That's probably right. Yeah. Right? Because you get rid of these outliers that maybe have, they're working in their own self should be 10 points. Yeah. Like, oh. oh, and I play this army. It's like, yeah. okay. But when you have a big enough group, you, you even out those like people that are maybe uninformed or like subverting the system. Yeah. And it works. It works well. You end up with a format that's appealing to the most people. I think it's a great, I think it's great. Yeah. We'll, we'll see. Right? Like they're doing it. So... They, and they've actually been doing this for a while where they like, uh, uh, like a good example is the Scorn, the Scorn uh, uh, faction came out in the new version, Mark III. Yeah. And they saw it. Well, as I've been told, I'm not an expert on War Machine by any means, but I've been told that they're, they're really, really weak. Mm-hmm. And the community was like, we can't even like play these guys in tournaments. And basically like the Dark Eldar book where yeah. they came out. It was DOA basically. Oh, it's still. <laughs> yeah. It's pretty <laughs> crappy. <laughs> I mean, you could like if you're a masochist, you could hope for a winning record, right? Maybe. <laughs> but imagine if Games Workshop would have released the Dark the Dark Elder book, and everyone was like, "Nope." Yeah. <laughs> and they're like, "Okay, okay, revamp." And they redid it, and yeah. they they redid the Scorn faction. I guess now they're 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 good. Yeah. That would be great, right? But Privateer Press is really good about that because they'll usually update things like at least like yearly, like. At least for like units that are like really bad and stuff, and they, try they to did fix it them. in the past, didn't they? I no. thought they used to. Okay. This is new, and I think it's great. I yeah. think this is the future of game design. If you want to be competitive, if you want to keep uh, keep your community engaged, going back to the battle days when you have an orc codex once a decade and it's a piece of crap, and you're like, oh, ten years of suck. Yeah, that that can't happen anymore. And it seems like everyone's moving in this direction, which it just makes sense. 
So very curious to see how this works out. I think it's already been a big success. Um, the other thing is, is when the community, just like in the ITC, when people feel like they're a part of the decision-making process, they are more into it. Yeah. And it's fair because they, they feel like their voice is being heard. It just makes sense. Well, I mean, it's a game for them anyways, right? Yeah. Shouldn't they have like a say in it? No. Uh, totally. Uh, this next news item I got, especially from my boy Francis. What the fuck? The My Little thing? Pony role-playing game. Dude, you can finally live out your fantasies of being Sprinkle Dash. I'm surprised that you actually pony. know the name. Is that actually the name? I think it is. <laughs> Rainbow Dash. Rainbow Dash. Oh, you do so know you the name. Be, Look you at could you. be Sprinkle Dash. Oh, thanks, man. You got it. Appreciate it. Look at that little pony. It's got a hat. What is it? You, you how, does, how does the pony hold things with its hooves? That does not Those make sense. Those aren't hooves, man. Those it's, are hands. It's magic. It just sticks to it. Yeah. So for those of you out there that are right on. intrigued, now you can finally. I want to know how you found that. Pony. Actually, uh, it was on Bell of Blossoms. It was on. It was in your email letter from. <laughs> it was on the My the, Little Pony. It was on huh? the Brony Fan Club, of which I am the uh, chapter president. It all makes sense. <laughs> Definitely makes sense. Uh, big news. <clears throat> on the Games Workshop community page, they announced the return of the Golden Demon competition. Woo. This is a big deal. It went away for reasons none of us understand. Nope. But it's back, which is awesome, and it's going to be at Warhammer Fest, which is at the end of May. Yeah. Uh, I will actually be at Warhammer Fest. So make sure to come and say hi. It'll be a lot of fun. Uh, can't wait to see everybody there and get some games in. But, uh, yeah, Golden Demon coming back is a big deal. Yeah, that's huge. I am very excited for that. Uh, can't wait to see what they do with it. So far, we know it's going to be a Warhammer Fest. Hopefully, they extend it out to maybe be at other events or something like that. That'd be really cool. Yeah. Tons of ITC events this weekend uh, all over the world. We got Australia. Oh, nice one, bro. Caught it. You got all over the United States. You got the, the United Kingdom, uh, Australia Sweden, again. Canada. Yeah, Sweden. Multiple Canadian events. Uh, we do have a major, uh, the Canhammer Team Tournament up in Cambridge, Ontario. And we have a GT, the Westeros Spring ITC event uh, in Vast Manland. Sweden. Vast Manland. Vast Manland. Mm, that's it's your favorite place to go, huh? Only on a Saturday night, bro. <laughs> that, uh, that sounds like a lot of fun. So can't wait to see the results of those events. Make sure to get out there, get your points, use that. Heck yeah. It makes it a lot easier. It makes it easier on us too, please. <laughs> yes. Manually submitting the scores is such a pain in the butt, but yeah. we're happy to do it until the Android app is, the Android version of the app is fully finished. Gonna be a lot of fun. Also, I've been talking about doing a hobby track in the ITC. Yeah. So give us your feedback on the comment section and what this would be. Uh, again, this is just talk. Please don't take this as gospel yet. But we've been talking about having a hobby track in the ITC. We think it'd be really fun. So you go to events and it scores almost the same. Like you obviously don't get points for winning rounds because you're not winning playing rounds. But the bigger the event, the more points you would get. And you would accumulate scores um, based on, we'd, we'd have a universal ITC rubric yeah. to kind of try and make it as fair as possible. And then for those of you who are like more interested in the hobby side of things, you could travel around and be like the best orc hobbyist. That would be really cool. You know what I mean? I think it'd be really fun. And I think yeah. it would really be engaging for people that don't care as much about winning and losing games, but they really care about um, the hobby side of things. I think it'd be super fun. Yeah. So let us know in the comments and in the chat what you think about that idea because we think it would be super popular. And it would just it would make the the ITC more fun for more people. Yep. 
Also, uh, be sure to check out the new FLG Paint Studio website. We've been working on that for quite some time. We think it looks great. Hopefully you do too. Uh, let us know, give us any feedback. Um, the artists are gonna have a blog. There, there is a blog on that site and they're gonna be posting work in progress pictures, answering questions. Like if you have a, a, you're trying to learn a new paint technique or if you're curious how they did what they did in the picture, uh, you can ask them and then they'll jump on and they'll tell you. It's gonna be really fun. Yeah. Um, and it's a, I think we did a really good job making it a good looking site. Um, uh, lastly, we will be in the next probably month, if not sooner, we're going to be getting a, a weekly, uh, maybe even multiple times a week, we'll have the artists on Twitch and they'll be painting and you can ask them questions about, um, you know, what's that technique. They can show you how they do what they do and you can learn how to paint like the pros, like an eBay pro painter. Ooh, <laughs> favorites. <laughs> Everything so, on eBay is pro painted. And let us know what you guys would like to see, right? Um, I think it'd be a lot of fun. Our painters, are, they're all funny guys. They'd be fun to hang out with. Um, let us know. Yeah, I mean, they're not really fun to hang out with, but... They're all fun except Brandon. He's kind of lame. He's kind of lame. Pretty lame. Just kidding. Hey, Brandon. All right, guys, all right. if you have any questions, shoot them our way. So this is a question from Queekster. Reese is secretly a brony? It's not a secret. <laughs> it's out. Openly a brony. Uh, let's see. How much MLP fan fiction? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not actually a brony. Um, let's see. Anything that's not related to My Little Pony? <laughs> nope. You destroyed the internet with that one. That Good. was it. Good. Cool. All right, guys. Well, thank you very much for tuning in. We appreciate it. Hope you all have a good week. Hope you had a great weekend. And uh, we'll catch you all on Friday. No, we're not actually going to play the My Little Pony RPG. <laughs> Bye.